This is Be It Vox, a podcast that gives you an inside look at why people around the world are talking about UC Berkeley. I'm Ann Bryce, a reporter for Berkeley News in the Office of Communications and Public Affairs. Three years ago today, on June 26, 2015, same-sex couples were given the legal right to marry in the United States. Just after midnight, thousands celebrated what was once just a dream. Gay couples are tying the knot legally for the first time in Connecticut. It was a really big deal. The issue of same-sex marriage had been long contested and highly controversial. But after the Supreme Court struck down all remaining state bans on same-sex marriage in Obergefell v. Hodges, marriage equality was the law of the land. But it didn't happen overnight. Martin Meeker is the director of the Oral History Center at UC Berkeley. He says Americans' shift toward accepting same-sex marriage was a result in large part of a decade-long campaign called Freedom to Marry. He spent more than 100 hours interviewing nearly two dozen people about the campaign for the center's Freedom to Marry Oral History Project. Martin, how many people do you think know that Freedom to Marry is a big reason that same-sex marriage became legal in the U.S. three years ago? Not many. People tend to experience social change as this irresistible tide of public opinion. But there are always many, many people who worked countless hours to create the context for change actually happening. It's the same with Freedom to Marry. There were hundreds of deeply engaged people, many of whom we interviewed for this project, who worked to change the discourse so that people would feel that changing their opinion on same-sex marriage was actually the right thing to do. One of the interviews that you did for your oral history project was with Thalia Zapatos, uh, the director of research and messaging for Freedom to Marry. She was widely known as the message guru of the organization. Yeah, Thalia's interview is super interesting. She played an essential part, I think, in changing the way same-sex marriage was being talked about nationwide. It had a lot to do with switching the discourse from talking about rights and benefits to talking about marriage in terms of love and commitment, universal values. So here's a clip of Zapatos from one of the interviews with you uh, in 2016. I mean, there's kind of a campaign truism, which whoever defines the campaign will win it. If you get people to say, this is what this is really about, yes, you're setting the terms of the debate. Because I imagine there are a lot of heterosexual couples who say, actually, marriage is about love and commitment. (laughs) It was looking for that statement that a lot of people could nod their head to. And Mm -hmm. it was not about who is participating in the marriage. It's about what it really stands for. And we were trying to elevate that conversation. Part of what they came up with was not only this discourse about love and commitment, but Thalia and her team articulated what they called the journey narrative. And this was the idea that it was possible for people to change their position on an issue while staying true to their own core values. The Freedom to Marry team even worked with President Obama to get him to announce his support of same-sex marriage in 2012. Obama announced his support during an interview with Robin Roberts on ABC News, but just listen to how closely he follows the journey narrative. It's just, it's to the T. Uh, for a lot of people, you know, the, the word marriage was something that evokes very powerful traditions, religious beliefs, and so forth. Um, but I have to tell you that over the course of uh, several years, as I talked to friends and family and neighbors, uh, when I think about uh, 
members of my own staff who are in incredibly committed monogamous relationships, same-sex relationships, who are raising kids together. Uh, when I think about uh, those soldiers or airmen or marines or uh, sailors who are out there fighting on my behalf uh, and yet feel constrained, even now that Don't Ask, Don't Tell is gone because uh, they're not able to uh, commit themselves in a marriage. Uh, at a certain point, I've just concluded that um, for me personally, it is important for me to go ahead and affirm that uh, I think same-sex couples should be able to get married. And this is right when he, this is the first time he announced it? Right, yeah. Yeah, I remember um, uh, it, was, it was this thing when Joe Biden sort of got ahead himself and announced his support of it. And then Obama came out within like a week or two weeks. And, and there was a, you know, there, he was debating about whether he wanted to do it before or after the election. But I think there was consensus in his camp that they would uh, actually benefit by doing it before the election. And, and so that's, that's what happened. Since the court ruling in 2015 that legalized same-sex marriage, public support for it continues to climb. Last year, the Pew Research Center reported that 62% of Americans support same-sex marriage, while only 32% oppose it. And it's thanks, in large part, to a determined group of idealistic realists who knew what it took to create lasting social change. For Berkeley News, I'm Ann Bryce. The interviews conducted by Martin Meeker for the Freedom to Marry Oral History Project are available on the Oral History Center's website. You can learn more about the Freedom to Marry campaign at freedomtomarry.org. You can subscribe to the Fiat Vox podcast on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. For more UC Berkeley news, you can visit news.berkeley.edu. And if you have a great story idea, send us an email at news at berkeley.edu.